0: Welcome to Ben Navarro's Podcast with your host, Ben Navarre. Howdy, hi, good morning, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have an interesting topic. I think it's a that's that's Boomer barking in the background. If you can hear my dog, then then hi. This is this is Boomer. I have a nice little German Shepherd here. Um, that is my guard dog. So, um, Boomer. Uh, so we're here talking about an interesting topic this month. I think is is if you follow like the Joe Rogan guys or any of the uh, the, the, the your mom's house guys, so uh, Tom Segura, um, Bert Kreischer. Arlie Shafir, these guys, they do every single October do a sober October, right? And so I have decided and they associated with the, the lack of alcohol and other substances, they also introduced a, a specific challenge of the month per the year. So I know a couple of years ago I think they did like um fifteen hot nose classes in the month. Um uh, this year I did um, – I'm doing the no alcohol for the month, and then I did six days of fasting. So my goal was seven. made it to six. Um, I started having some, some jaundice, so my yellowing of <laughs> my eyes, my liver started to do not-so-happy things. and wow. I started to wonder how much influenced my – the, the alcohol that I've had in my life has influenced my inability to be able to process fats very well inside my liver. So if maybe I, I'm going to get my test done here shortly, uh, maybe have fatter, fatty liver disease or some some uh, some just – damage to the liver that's happened over the long period of time here um, uh, of consuming alcohol. So uh, we have Clifford in today talking a little bit about just, I think, men's men's health overall. I think, I think all people can kind of take from uh, healthy habits in general, uh, but then also learning about what the booze vacation is. And so Clifford, thank you for coming on, sharing with us a little bit of, of your story and some fun facts for us today.
1: Hey Ben, thanks for having me on. Sounds like uh, you could be a candidate for booze vacation with that profile. Um, how how much? How much? Uh, just kind of regular recreational drinking, a few beers on the week during the work week, and maybe a few more on the weekend, or what was your typical pattern? Just curious.
0: It So during college, it was it was much more aggressive than that. I mean, that, that's for sure. Um, I mean, we're talking about. Um, Oh, man, I, it's hard to put a number towards it, but I've, I would say probably an average of about five to ten beers a day. Um, and sometimes, obviously, more, sometimes less, uh, sometimes not at all. Uh, I was competing for, I was competing in powerlifting at the time, so I think, like, that right. competitive nature is just, you know, it's intense. And I think that a lot of times, the more I talk to other coaches and other people who are um, who are elite athletes. I competed for team USA. So you have this level of like dopamine that you're receiving from being on this big stage of competing in front of all these people. And and then you kind of lose that. And then now you're like, man, where, where can I find that next kind of similar hit or fix of that winning those gold medals and being able to say that you're competing at at an elite level. Um, and so it turned out to, I think I rationalized my consumption of alcohol by getting into creating my own um, my own syrups and my own cocktails. I took cocktail classes. Uh, I hosted cocktail classes, so it was like a, a whole selling point for me. Um, and I really enjoyed the, like the the experience behind like creating the the fixings that can go into my cocktail, and then. I get to create something new or fun to actually consume. So, like, yeah, I've created the syrups, and then I go ahead and add in the, you know, uh, then I had to add in the booze afterwards to make maybe like a mai tai, and then I get really into making mai tais and trying to perfect that recipe, and then. Net- well, I mean I have to taste them right obviously um so then I have you know three four sometimes i would say on average about three a day after my time in college is right about my probably a good average
1: gotcha yeah no you're you're in our sweet spot um okay. i played i played water polo and yeah I think pretty much any guy growing up um pretty embedded in the culture and yeah you know there's a lot of nostalgia a lot of good times and you know, you're going to find it everywhere. And, you know, as you age and with wear and tear and yeah, you know, especially when you've worked out intensely, whether you're weightlifting of, you know, water polo, you're really doing a ton of conditioning and then, you know, you get a nine to five or whatever family and you're, you're kind of still eating kind of, you know, for sport and drinking for sport and, Yeah. Your body doesn't respond as well. And it could be a little tricky because I think you're, you're kind of still trying to keep that same identity. You're still that same person, but you know, circumstances have changed. So it could be kind of a little bit of a minefield to get through for sure.
0: It's tough, man. It's hard to to get out of that lifestyle. I mean, it's it's fun like right I, I think we see it as the immediate like oh this is it's gratifying it's a good time hanging out with the boys just you know shooting the shit and then we get to wake up and then oddly enough gets to do it all over again and the older i got I was like, <laughs> dude i have two drinks and i feel foggy in the mornings and and it got to the point where i guess it was like a I continue to say I'm going to stop because I feel the effects of even just having one or two drinks in an evening and I wake up the next day and I'm working with clients or I'm communicating with people and I'm like, man, I, I, I got to go for a run. I got to, I, I got to like recharge a little bit or restart my engines and then I can operate as a human.
1: Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's our sweet spot. And yeah, that similar story. Um, yeah. You know, just, started partying in high school, played, played a bunch of sports. Yeah. It was a super, um, you know, sitting shotgun in all of our events and activities and misadventures. And yeah, you know, you really kind of have a shared, you know, reward system with your, with your buddies and your activities and adventures and yeah, whatever it is, we were kind of more beer, but you know, we didn't get as heavy into the cocktails, but yeah, you can kind of go down the rat holes of this IPA or that IPA. And and um, the other thing that's funny about whether it's beer or whether it's, you know, cocktails, I mean, a lot of them have two or three servings per drink, you know? So just the whole moderation and all that nonsense, I just really don't think it is very applicable to guys just because, you know, no one's tracking. And, you know, if you are, you're kind of a schmuck. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, It's just the whole system is kind of setting us up to self-destruct. And, you know, I kind of had to come to terms with that because, you know, I had no intention of stopping, but yeah, I just had a pretty decent barometer of, you know, looking and feeling good and taking good care of myself. And then having that kind of start to erode into my, you know, late thirties, early forties. And so I kind of had that moment where it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out. So I took a year off and, um, yeah, it was just so impactful and kind of the key, key to happiness and the fountain of youth, then, you know, started to have those conversations with my buddies that, you know, they know and trust and like me. And and still, it was very difficult to even have those conversations just because I think, um, and as you're kind of hitting on, you know, hey, it's fun and it's a reward system, but I kind of, you know, you, you step, if you can step away, you can, I think you get some really powerful insights. And so it's not really it's not sobriety, it's not pointing fingers or pushing sobriety. Um, and a lot of my peers are not looking for that. I, I'm not either. But, you know, the, ultimately, without kind of a purposeful break, where you're getting three to six months minimum, because it takes n- your neural circuitry <laughs> several months to kind of normalize, um, you're really not getting a say in the matter, you're kind of just you're kind of in this predictive model that is, like I said, it's increased stress. It's low testosterone. It's poor sleep. It's chronic inflammation. It's missed workouts. It's overeating. It's, you know, just unhealthy habits in general. And so, you know, that shit adds up over time and, you know, it starts precipitating, you know, pre-disease starts precipitating more chronic disease states as you get into your forties and fifties. And once you kind of hit those thresholds and start dealing with diabetes or cancers or or cardiac events, arrhythmias, it's like get out your checkbook and go hang out with your doctor and pharmacist. But it's just not a lot of fun. And, and yeah, it really impacts your earning potential and your relationships and and your fun. And if we're doing it for fun, you know, I think it's, you know, it could be the perfect crime to kind of get a little smarter with your alcohol use by knowing how to enjoy yourself without it. And Yeah, kind of turning off a lot of those negative feedback loops that guys can easily get stuck in, and so that that was kind of the impetus behind creating this. You know, ultimately, I think a health and wellness movement, just because, like I said, I think it's so easy and quick to get fantastic results when you take a break from alcohol because you're just able to kind of vastly improve a lot of these core foundational systems like your sleep and your diet and your mindset and your habits and and start stacking up wins and losing the weight and getting stronger and, and, you know, getting better in business and making more money and, and waking up, feeling great, you know, kids have it for me as well, just like anything. And I think a lot of the, the fun and association with alcohol is, you know, it is a depressant and it does, you know, screw up your sleep and your hormones and your drive and your libido And so I think it really keeps a lot of guys stuck in kind of these survival mode states, even if they're crushing it with work and business and have great families, you know, on paper, you know, the day to day, you're usually not feeling very good. You're usually not getting as much done. You're not as focused because your brain's like shrunk and and frazzled. And, and, um, and so it really creates these negative states where you want to escape and, you know, you want to get to the weekend or to your to the game or whatever it is. And so, yeah, you kind of get stuck in these negative loops where the the reward and the relief is kind of perpetuates this system of drudgery. And so, uh, yeah. And then with tolerance and age, you start drinking more and that just precipitates kind of further erosion of health and, and wellness and lifestyle stuff, like looking and feeling good and performing well.
0: You know, you, you said a couple times already, and, and this is one of my my questions. But like, you said a lot of good things in there. Um, you said you're you're in our sweet spot. You know what? What you, what, what do you mean? By, I, part of it is like I don't, I don't know that I like this man. Like, <laughs> no,
1: yeah. How old are you?
0: I'm 27.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're on the you're on the cusp, but no, you know. And like I said, I think. I mean, I'm 51. I'm, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd say our our sweet spot is kind of 30s to 50s. I think a lot of the millennials, you know, they have dating apps and they have they have weed and they have all this stuff that we didn't have, you know, where you know back in the day we'd have to get buzz and try to talk to girls, and now you have all these apps and stuff like that. But you know, yeah, I mean, it it's inherent it's inherent in the system. And so you start in high school, you go to college, and it's this work hard, play hard, you know, mentality. Then you get out, and then it's like, hey cool. Now I got my own fridge and you know, out of the house. And, and so it really perpetuates. And you know, it's kind of like a 401k, that sooner you can, can figure this out and get smarter with your drinking. And again, it's not about not drinking. It's about kind of drinking much less and kind of staying out of these negative feedback loops. It's in particular, when you're like binging on a regular basis, you're just really kind of messing up a lot of systems and you're really ensuring that you're not going to stop it's a very predictive model. So if you're going big on the weekends, you're going to go big the next weekend. Cause like, like I said, for the same reasons, as far as those lower States and, um, and yeah, just trying to f- feel good and, and blow off some steam with the buddies and it's going to be at all the events anyways. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I meant.
0: I felt, I felt like as I started to be around people who were making more money, it became much more of a, Not a necessary item, but always an accoutrement to any party. It was my, I mean, you know, we close, you know, a couple million dollar deal and then here we are, everybody's at the bar, everyone's getting drunk, everyone's having a good time and then everybody takes kind of the the weekend to recover and then we're back on Monday and it's like a a conversation in the office, like, oh man, that Friday night was pretty wild, wasn't it? It's like, oh man, I felt terrible Saturday morning, but... I got up and I went for my workout and I did my thing and then now you're, you know, you're back on the grind and then, you know, you're having the conversations in the office and then all of a sudden you're sitting down having your meeting and everyone's like, all right, everyone had a good weekend? Yeah, okay, now let's get back to it, all right? And it, it, what started to, to get me was, and I think you, you said it, it's, you can make more money and like, if if you, if you tell any, like any person who's like a high achieving individual, like, no, 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 like, you can make more money and feel better if you just drank less. And it's like, wait, you're telling me all you got to do is have less alcohol and I'm going to make more money. Clifford, sign me up. <laughs> what what are we doing here? You know, um, and then it was also honestly, as 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 um, well, what's the word Um, as superficial as it may be. I was like man that's a lot of calories. I mean I, you know that's like 150 to 200 calories of some straight sugar every single time I'm consuming. And for me I, like the heart, that that became more and more of a of an eye opener for me. I was like man I can't lose weight. Uh alcohol increases estrogen and so I'm retaining more fat and then increases cortisol and then like it's just n- nothing of this is really good. It really is a poison in the brain. And yeah. I like my brain. Like I, I like the. Like, I need it for for this kind of stuff. Um, I I work in exercise physiology, so it's like I need to be like kind of spot on. I'm dealing with people's bodies. Like it's hard just to to drink and then slack off, and then the next day, the, the person that ultimately loses is not just me, but it's also the clientele that I'm servicing.
1: Yeah, and it's funny you said something that one of the epiphanies I I had by drinking for 30 years and and loving it and being a part of that in corporate America and with your buddies and everywhere is kind of like what gets you to levels of success, you know, kind of in your 20s and 30s, is isn't what's going to keep you there in your 40s and 50s? So that's, again, kind of the, it's kind of the Twilight Zone episode that you're stepping into because it's like, it's going to stop working the same way because, you know, you're full of piss and vinegar when you're younger and you have more horsepower, you can kind of overcome all that. And yeah, it's camaraderie and hey, I got that deal because I, you know, I was drinking with that guy at this party and whatever, and and, um, some liquid courage or whatever it is. But ultimately, you know, as you get to levels of success, it stops working the same way and no one gets the, the memo. So now you're a different person. Now you have, now you're not a kid anymore. Now you have more success. You have more money. You have more responsibility. You have more wear and tear. And so if you're going to try to play the same game you're playing in high school or, or college or whatever, it's not going to work as well. And ultimately, it's going to be your undoing. And not only will it impact the success you have, but it will also impact, you know, your gratitude around it and you being present in those states to really enjoy it. And then it'll really shorten the time in which you're at those peak states because, you know, again, you get hit with, you know, chronic disease in your 40s or 50s it's like it's not game over but it ain't it ain't ever gonna be the same again and um that's a damn shame and it's uh something i'm not cool with and that's why we started booze vacation to help help guys figure this out because it is so inherent in the system that you know wherever you go yeah like you said it's like got the deal lost the deal got the girl lost the girl (laughs) like whatever like it's Tuesday, it's football. It's, you know, it's like, it's like you don't need too much of an excuse, you know? Oh, we've got some in the fridge from this weekend, like whatever it's, it's, um, and as long as that association with fun and friends and events and reward system is perpetuated, you know, again, people are going to be in different spectrums of their usage and other habits, but ultimately it's going to negatively affect them all. And so it's just a matter of, you know, and again, we're talking more long-term stuff, but yeah, I could also, you know, really kick you in the nuts, like, you know, whatever, you get a DUI, you do something inappropriate with a coworker, like, I mean, you you fall out of a cab and hit your head and get a brain injury, like, my buddies have done that, like, you jump off a roof and break your back, like, you know, uh, missing the pool, my buddies have done that, like, all kinds of, like, you know, fun and games can go pretty south,
0: you know, yeah, in the that- wrong conditions. I mean, you know, I think we all uh, know people that are way too close to us that either have had DUIs, um, or you know have accidentally, you know, have accidentally not accidentally, uh, you know, got behind the wheel and, and didn't end up just bad for them, but you know, bad for somebody else. Uh, I've definitely been in that position where I've definitely driven behind the wheel, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, kind of, I know not not necessarily something to be proud of, but it's definitely happened, and. I, I, it's not like I'm the only one. And so it's just, it is what it is. It'll make you it better or worse. It's part
1: of the system. Again, like if it's there, like <laughs> if you're at the event, like you got to get home, like you're you're probably not going to plan ahead for all these things. And so, again, it's it's part of the system. It's and, also, yeah. it's
0: hard to it's hard say right now, like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, a, like, a, not, not necessarily a taxi, but I'm going to get an Uber. And people are like, dude, just I'll, like, I'll drive us. Like, don't worry about it. And it's like, yeah. no, like, I, I really, it's like, do you not trust me? And I'm like, Fuck! It's not that I don't trust you. It's just that, like, I, I, I just you just never know, man. Like, I'd rather just get somebody else to do it, you know. And it's yeah, like, you oh, come
1: oh, on, All your sketchy situations you put yourself into, where like you're kind of out of your out of your skull, you know. Even though we're semi-responsible and whatever, have good jobs and careers and families, but you can really get put in some sketchy situations that you wouldn't normally want to have anything to do with.
0: I think we look at it as like, oh, that wouldn't happen to me. Like that's for someone of lower, of lower status, lower class. I'm not, I'm not that bad. Like, come on. But in the moment, you're just as bad, you know, like there's no difference. It's just, it might look, it might be a different car, but it's there. There's no difference between, you know, the act of what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the kind of the funny part is, you know, I think some of my peers that have really crushed it and really did really well, whether it's with the stocks or you know businesses or real estate, you know, again they're in the system where you know if you if you crush it, you celebrate, and if you celebrate with alcohol, like everybody on, on the planet, you could really wind up perpetuating those negative outcomes a lot faster, unfortunately, because you have more time and more vacations and these fancier parties and these fancier bottles that you got to try, blah, blah, blah. And so it winds up being, um, yeah, just accelerates, you know, you get to the top and you're just falling off the back before you, you even enjoy it. And again, it's just, uh, it's a bad system.
0: How do you, how do you propose that people get out of that system? Like they, how do they finally realize, I mean, are they already thinking about moving out? of that lifestyle and you're just over here trying to like, okay, like, Hey, like we're like, we're a place that can help with that. Um, or are you advocating to other individuals? Like, Hey, everyone should like, slow down, stop. And then also if you want to use us as a help, then awesome. We're here to help, but ultimately like, just it, overall good for the, the community to just slow down the consumption.
1: Yeah. So to break that down, obviously there's got to be some, I hate to use the word education. There's got to be some awareness around the problems and, you know, you're kind of hitting on the, some of the obvious ones, lower testosterone, more fat, more cortisol, more stress, you know, poor sleep is going to, yeah, you're going to eat more. You're going to, you know, you're going to choose worse foods. You're going to eat more of them. So it's going to create a lot of inflammation. So there's just so much, so many negative feedback loops that are predictive that you really can't get out of depending upon no matter like what your position is or how much money you have in the bank or, how, how many times do you fly to Hawaii, you know? So it's, you know, and it, it is lifestyle and diet and lifestyle stuff. And so this VC guy I talked to is way smarter than me. He said, people will only change lifestyle for, you know, and he's kind of using a church as a, as an example. And he said, 10% is invitation and 90% is situation. And so these vacation is kind of set up to be, to, to be that invitation. Be like, Hey dude, check this out. You know? And it's free. We have tools and resources. You can start getting smarter with your drinking today. And when you're ready, you can take a a free vacation. And then, so that's an invitation part. So yeah, that definitely works. Like I've hit guys on the golf course of the right day and they're like, I'm in, did it. Like they're still on it. Like two and a half years later, crushing it with their business. Never want to get off it. That's not the intent. You know, you got to ultimately choose your own adventure, but (laughs) yeah, you need, you need the asshole to be like, Hey dude you know, you're complaining, you look stressed, you're saying you're making all this money, but you're sitting there, you're looking all stressed and all haggard, like, you're not aligned, like, you know, you're, you know, maybe you should take a break. And so there's the invitation part. And there's also the situation part. And the situation part is, you're in a system that's going to accelerate and erode your health and lifestyle. And if you're doing it for fun, maybe you should learn how to do it without it. And so, you know, ultimately, it's really about giving guys something that they don't currently have in the system and that's a choice. And you don't get that choice unless you actually get a little awareness and then ultimately sack up and take, you know, we do three to 12 month vacations is what we call them. And, you know, one month I think they're, they're terrible idea. They're, they're, you know, usually the dependence, the, the withdrawal, dependence, cravings the first two to three weeks. So that's very hard and awkward, And then, you know, you start feeling good and then you stop immediately and you, and so short, you can sit, sit there and mope around and and wait out the clock and you don't really have to change much. And, you know, you just learn a lot about habits, like, Hey, that sucked. That wasn't any fun. And then you go right back to drinking right after that. So you really, you know, the, you know, the science says you need to, you know, two, you know, two to six months minimum to kind of rewire the neural circuitry in your brain, like you've permanently like increased stress hormones and and all these different things. And so, yeah, you kind of have to give it time. And then also socially you need to get the at bats and be able to like navigate socially and learn how to have fun without it. And um, you know, it's not, it's, it's not that hard. It just, it just requires you. It's like anything you got to do it. And you know, there's some great non-alcoholic beers and cocktails. And so, you know, you might not stay at the party till four in the morning, but you can go home early and go have some sex and get up, get up early and hit, hit the weekend running. And, and your buddies that were there until four in the morning are moping around on the couch, watching reruns and, you know, and having unproductive weeks. And it's like, it's not the best return on your money, especially when, you know, <laughs> the, the fun part of alcohol is really, you know, the first 20 to 30 minutes or, the, or maybe like the <laughs> increase in blood alcohol level up until like, maybe five drinks and then like your frontal cortex is l- literally shutting down and you're like, th- the tape's not even running anymore. You know, you're just kind of like, you know, you know, you're just kind of out there. And so, um, so yeah, it's, so the, the solution is taking that, th- that three to 12 month break. And, you know, and it's not about not drinking, but it's about stacking up all these wins, losing the weight, looking better, feeling better, making more money, having better relationships. Picking up some picking up some hobbies you used to be you used to do or, or getting into some new stuff and getting sacking up so many wins that once your vacation's over you're like whoa this is killer like I want to keep going or I'm not gonna give up on this stuff because like I just earned it this is like this is killer and yeah. so I'm gonna drink less or, or not at all so um,
0: you, you, make, you you make it sound like a better version of AA like you know alcohol Alcoholic Anonymous is like at the very end of this, like, oh my God, I've lost my family. I've destroyed everything in my life uh, versus booze vacation sounds like a little bit more of a, uh, of a proactive venture out into, I can kind of see where this can lead. And so how can I, what can I do now to, to, to double down on my relationships, my aesthetics, my, my, you know, my, my life that ultimately will pr- prove to have a better Release of dopamine over the long term effect and have compound effects that will last me, you know, the rest of my life, you know, decrease Alzheimer's. Um, I think just the idea of better sleep, I mean, it, it's a good one. And this, this one month sit, you're, you're the more that I'm into this one month, and uh, I don't know, we're like not even a month, we're, we're two, we're two weeks in, whatever, whatever date it is the 10th or 11th. Yeah, um, like, I, I have definitely thought more and more about, man, I, I should continue to do this. And if cool. if the research is saying that, you know, you need two to six months, then, you know, at least three, you know. And, and so why the two to six months? I know you're, you're talking about some neural circuitry changing, balancing the hormones. What what exactly do you – like, can you go into detail of what that is?
1: Um. Yeah. You know, I, I came up, I came up with this three to 12 month break. Cause like, yeah, me and my buddies, we try to cut back. We take off a month here and there and just never did anything. You know, it was kind of this, oh, I proved I could do it. Again, it's just a bunch of bad lessons you learn. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I sacked up and did a month and I, I did, I did a year and obviously it's going to depend, right? Like if you've been drinking for 10 years and not that much, it's different than if you've been drinking for 20 years and you're drinking kind of more at my peer levels, that it sounds, sounds like you were at no, college no. levels. Um and so, yeah, because I mean, just like anything, like the more the more you're the more down the road you are, the more time you need to kind of heal your body as well as kind of just relearn how to navigate socially. And, you know, again it's it's really an update of the operating system because, you know, like me, I was very extroverted and yeah, I loved to love to drink with my buddies and and so I was like a chicken with my head cut off when it came to all these activities and events and, you know, some were misses, but you know, I'm still having some beers and having fun. But, you know, as you kind of lean into yourself a little bit more and get a little bit more fit and have a little bit more time and space and more time, money, energy to kind of, you know, build yourself, you know, yeah, you're going to start kind of going in different directions. That doesn't mean you don't hang out with your buddies or whatever, but things do change. And so, and there's trade-offs, but yeah and so that's kind of just part of this adventure but you know ultimately we are not serving alcoholics we have no expertise in that area we're, we're just kind of i'm just kind of hitting my peer groups that are kind of semi-responsible recreational drinkers um some will say oh yeah that's me and they'll try it and they'll start having you know they could very well have serious withdrawal episodes and they might you know discover that oops i'm a little bit deeper than i thought and again that's cool too. Just go to a a resource that can help you better. But um, that's something good to know before your wife leaves you or before you have liver failure or or whatever. And so, yeah, we're trying to address it kind of before. um, And, you know, the term alcoholism is kind of dated because it's like I have so many buddies that are, you know, very functionally, you know, sophisticated jobs like you know, they could pull it off, but like, yeah, their blood yep. works crap, their, their medicine cabinets full and yeah, they're not, they're not, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're at risk. And so, and that's not cool. And, um, yeah, I don't like where that's headed. And so, yeah, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta hopefully figure that out. And like I said, you could use that time to really kind of start restoring your health and, and get used to looking and feeling good. Cause I, like I said, I think, guys get conditioned to kind of look and feel like crap and they're kind of okay with it. And they kind of try to jimmy it up with some more coffee and whatever, you know, fast food, whatever it is, nicotine, you know, kind of stack it on whatever. Um, So yeah, we're trying to break some of those cycles and, and um, yeah, kind of keep it simple, get the community together. You know, I think um, some of the big, challenges. What am I going to do? You know, again, I think they associate it with part of their identity, part of their fun and wild side. And so it's kind of rediscovering themselves and, and building themselves up and, and um yeah, figuring out how they want to operate with it, you know, after vacation, which again, I, I don't think the solution is, Oh, you can never have a drink again. Like that's again, not relevant to my peers. And if I said, that's the solution, like, I would get zero takers. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just giving them that, that choice where right now they don't have it.
0: It's just hey, like we created a community where we're just trying to give our bodies some, some time to breathe and, you know, we can kind of get together. We can do this whole thing together and it's three to you know six to 12 months or three to three to 12 months. And you can stay in there, for however long you want and if you come to your own realizations in the, in this time which we're confident that you will then you know like it'll, it'll get figured out
1: yeah and just making it fun and aspirational we it's not like we're not giving you any tools or resources we've thought through a lot of the stuff around you know what non-alcoholic beers we like what to say how to say it when you know someone asks why, why you're not drinking um And, you know, kind of a lot lot of healthy habit stuff around diet and sleep and fitness. So we really want to accelerate the gain. So you start looking and feeling great right out of the gates, you know, after a few weeks and you're like, whoa, I'm already seeing this. I'm already noticing that. You go to a party and people are like, whoa, you look different. You know, your face isn't as round, you know, your, you know, your eyes are clear, you know there's a lot of noticeable wins and so just kind of get them in that momentum. So hit that flywheel turning in the right direction. And then, yeah, it's just kind of, again, it's ultimately a choose your own adventure, but you're just going to be doing a lot more activities and looking and feeling better. And, and, you know, when it comes to longevity, another thing that came out that's pretty important is men should have testosterone. They should be lifting, lifting heavy, heavy things. They should be gaining muscle mass because yeah, you're going to lose that on the backside of 50. So if you're not taking care of that now, like a slip and fall in your sixties could mean no, no. lead to an infection and a bunch of other stuff. And then you're just losing additional muscle mass and like even if you like pull it off, like your quality of life is gonna be pretty crap. You know, you're gonna a lot of aches and pains and strains and not getting around much and you know, not not very fun. So now's about- the time. Now's the time, you know, use it or lose it.
0: You're talking about the, the classic, you know, you break a hip, you get bacterial meningitis, and then you're, you know, you're shit out of luck. Either you die or you don't walk very well or, you know, my grandfather had uh, not – he didn't have an injury necessarily. He just – he had he gotten bacterial meningitis. I forgot. He was in there for, I think, some I, – I, I don't know what he was in there for, to be honest with you, but he ended up having bacterial meningitis, and it was, uh, you know – pretty large deal. I mean, he's 70 years old at the time. And now I guess like 76 and overall came out with, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of fatigue. Um, but he's worked out for all of his life, you know, like back home, he had an entire home, a a home gym built and had all the weights and he was always in there every day. And I think that, it makes me feel good knowing that, you know, I, I've worked out and I will continue to work out. My, I, I wonder with all this extra time, like three to six months of like not almost revolving my life around uh, alcohol or events or beer crawls or brunch or whatever it may be, like are other people like I can get into a lot of really cool like I like. Lo- I love pickleball. I want to play pickleball. That's one thing. Uh, CrossFit is another kind of like adventure that I would like to take and compete into, um, fighting, right. You have all this extra time to do all these other activities. Like these people that are, are in this lifestyle, I think traditionally tend to have some addictive personalities, right? That's why that's why they, they lean towards. I mean, I think most humans do don't get me wrong. That's, I'm not saying like, it's, it's only these people but um, it manifests itself through alcohol and then business, right? And so you lose the alcohol and now it's like the extreme of business. And so how are you like guiding people to not just, you know, sacrifice or use one uh, addictive thing for a trade, one negative addictive um, thing for the other?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, cause like a lot of my buddies are, you know, fair amount of them are triathletes or, you know, there, there's some, there's some weed and some nicotine along with alcohol. And so, um, you know, as far as, you know, again, it's your own call, but my drive is to really figure out the alcohol because the alcohol just precipitates so many negative habits and so many kind of lowered states that you want to change. And um, yeah. And so, you know, if a guy was doing, you know, for example, drinking quite a bit and did a little weed and did a little nicotine, you know, I would say, let's start with the, let's start with the alcohol and, you know, yeah, maybe switch to, you know, gums or, you know, um, not vaping, not smoking, but yeah, gums, lozenges, whatever, edibles. And, you know, that's a tool in your tool belt so you can kind of still get out of your head a little bit. But I think alcohol is really the master key to figure out first and, you know, that can really help with your sleep and your diet and your look and feel. And so, you know, kind of first things first, kind of figure that out. And then that could, I think, lead to healthier habits in some of those other areas. But, um, you know, initially on vacation, you know, the first month, yeah, it's kind of like you're getting your sea legs, you're figuring out. So you're taking something away. So, yeah, you might hit the sugar, you might hit the caffeine. I mean, I did, you know, a little harder, you know, you're just kind of trying to like you know, titrate, whatever, however you can, but, you know, that'll pass and you'll kind of, you know, and it's to be expected. And, and, you know, after, you know, a month or so, you know, you can start kind of getting after it. And so it's really about um, just trying to sequence it. But I really, I really feel that alcohol is kind of the, the master key that we're, we're focused on figuring out. And so, um, and, you know, I think, you know, some of that, You know, obviously, weed is not good for your brain and hormones and stuff like that. But alcohol just really, I think, you know, since it's since it is socially acceptable, since you will find it everywhere, you know, I think that's a it's a really big one to figure out. So that's that's our focus area, and uh, those other ones are there as well. But
0: what were some things that you noticed that you like when you first started getting out of the alcohol? (laughs) How did it progress for you from, you know, your first month that you said you were trying to, you know, figure out your other, maybe more caffeine, more sugar, and then finally month two, six, seven, eight, you know, and then finally your year. What was like your, you know, what was your journey like, you know, what were some realizations you had along the way?
1: Yeah, it was a lot. You know, I think for me, and I think a lot of people that are drinking regularly, it's kind of a weird existence in that you know you're you find yourself on a Tuesday or Wednesday and you know you're thinking back on the weekend you know again you're not oftentimes present so that the key to happiness is being present and being okay with whatever happens right and so I think alcohol is pretty harmful to, to happiness in that respect because it's continually putting you in negative states where you don't want to be present you want to be projecting to the weekend or you want to be reflecting back on the weekend. Um, that you just had and so one example was I was playing tennis and I was playing doubles and you know this guy was serving at me pretty hard and um, there's a guy at the net ready to like smash it back at me if I don't hit it right and I was like it was like a couple weeks in and I'm like I didn't have to like process all this extra stuff of like what I did last weekend what am I gonna do this weekend like oh I really need to get something going because you know I want to do stuff, but I also probably want to have some drinks too. So it kind of just some of the mental load kind of just starts, you know, reducing. And so, yeah, you're just kind of, you kind of just calm, calm, you know, you're, you know, you're just kind of healing up a bit and and leveling out really. And so, and I think initially people will identify that as dull or, you know, this is slow and, you know, and they can, it's easy to project out and say, Oh, I'll never have any fun. I'll never do anything. It will never have these well times. But yeah, you know, I think, that's kind of just the program and your ego kind of just fighting, fighting to you know, Hey, you can still have some drinks and whatever. So it's really um, giving yourself the time and space to, you know, kind of figure out, figure out that dance and, and start just kind of working on yourself. But yeah, it's hard. It's, you know, it's been several years since I initially did it, but, you know, I think ultimately what I learned, like, I mean, I love parties when I was drinking, but I definitely had, you know, some a fair amount of like nervous energy going into them and you know depending upon how much food you ate and how much alcohol you drank and how quickly you had it, you know, you can kind of go up real fast and crash down or wind up with a headache or wind up with a a sour stomach, you know, depending upon your physiology and how how well you've been taking care of yourself. So, you know, it just kind of it freed it's it was just very freeing because, you know, you're you don't have to go to that party. You don't have to Do this thing because you don't have that scratch. You don't don't have that itch to scratch, and when you do go, you know it's actually surprisingly it was surprisingly enjoyable because yeah, it's you know parties are about the people, not about the alcohol, and I think you know we we lose sight of that when and we're conditioned to be like, hey, what are we drinking? What's what's, what keg we have? What cocktails are we having? And, And so. Yeah. It's just, again, it's an exercise to like do something that you don't normally do and it's awkward initially. And then you figure it out and then figured out that there's a lot of good non-alcoholic beers. I figured out that there's a fair amount of muscle memory there that, you know, when you've been conditioned to drink for decades and then you have one, you still have, you still get a little buzz. And once you're not in that dependent cycle anymore and you're not thinking about it, you're, you don't really miss it that much, you know? And it's um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a trip. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, so this kind of this like crazy journey adventure. You'll discover a lot more about yourself because you're not masking, you know, your symptoms and you're, and you're a lot more present and you're able to kind of, you know, get out of ruts so that you, you continually get stuck in with regular alcohol use. When um, the other obvious ones you know, obviously sleep was a big deal. Like I had, I had sleep apnea and I, you know, I didn't sleep well for decades, like for at least 10, 15 years. And I tried CPAP machines and I was miserable. They didn't work. Um, I tried different mouth guards, um, and nothing was addressing the root cause of it, which was probably my breathing. You know, you over breathe, you mouth breathe, you don't breathe through your nose and you're, you're revving up your system by overeating, over drinking, over caffeinating. And so you just your are just your timing chain basically gets completely out of whack, and it's just like turning super fast, and so you're never able to like calm down, and so yeah, your body's just completely out of whack. So I was able to have my body kind of you know heal and get better, um, and I just found that I was able to lose weight a lot better. I was able to my fitness levels really increase, my sports performance really improved. Like I played tennis, I kind of got advanced to this higher league. a lot less wear a lot less aches pains and strains you know you're you're just healthier you're more level you're more present with your kids um and you know whatever there's occasionally an edible or whatever it's not like it's like total sobriety but um yeah it kind of felt like the perfect crime really because it wasn't felt i didn't feel like i was missing out but um but yeah it was it was groovy and yeah that's what it it was like
0: Nice man, yeah. I and mean, it sounds definitely like a like a pretty good time. And I've noticed these last couple workouts that I've had. The first run that I used to to run a couple of years ago when I had gotten out of the sport and was kind of figuring out well, what I'm gonna do with my my fitness now, and I, I felt really good at the time. Uh, I was also, you know. Very much, so not not drinking very much, um, taking care of myself a little bit better, and then I started drinking again, and then this last couple of runs, you talking about mouth breathing, dude? I was like dying on my run. <laughs> I was I was like why am I salivating so much my jaw hurts I'm spitting all the time like I got home and my head hurt my jaw like I just my tongue felt so inflamed like it just felt so big in my mouth I was like this is disgusting and it was like what it like why does this run so hard. It's like, I'm just trying to try to get as much carbon dioxide out of my body as I possibly can. And not just like breathing through my nose, out through the mouth, right? Into the nose, out through the mouth, it's kind of regulating a little bit better. It was, it was a terrible run and I'm excited to, you know, continue to, to get more and more fit. And then I feel, it just, it feels good to like go to the, go to the beach party without having to drink. And then you're like, you're, you know, you're looking slim, you're looking good. And it's like, man, how'd you do it? And it's just like. Just not fucking off as much, I guess. Like it's not that hard. Like it's just I'm not doing what you're currently doing. I'm not drinking. Like you yeah. know, like I, I feel like not much really has to change around the diet, like the day to day diet, because you're not eating the the late night pizzas. You're not like, doing those late night McDonald runs or Taco Bell runs, like or Del Taco if you're on the West Coast. Uh, like <laughs> you you know, like it, it's it's pretty, it's pretty easy to eat clean and eat well if you're just. Not drinking like it, it it really is it does create a, a pretty large ripple effect
1: oh for sure no we gotta we got to get you on a booze vacation like i i can uh, uh i would love to you're my perfect you're my perfect uh perfect guy for it yeah I, I can get some really great results
0: so what is a what is a how does a booze vacation work exactly
1: so um yeah so we have it's um we have free resources so you know again if you know you can take some challenges you can get a you versus booze phd in 20 minutes where you can kind of do a kind of a self-assessment of your health and quality of life and kind of learn some stuff there we have a manifesto where you can kind of just kind of where you kind of illustrate a little bit more of you know the system you're in and what what it's going to perpetuate and, and cause and you know if that inspires you to kind of you know say okay i'm gonna you know really question is booze really benefiting me? Cause if you, if you can't question that or challenge that, and if you still think booze is benefiting you and then you try to take a break, it's, it's just not going to, you're going to be pissing up wind. You're just, you know, you're going to oh, find out going to be like, what are you talking about? So you really, you know, you kind of need to come to terms with that and hopefully get enough, you know, effort and education to go, okay, yeah, no, this, I'm not cool with this. I want to, I want to, you know, and again, it's not a lifetime declaration. It's not like, you know, any finger pointing it's, it's a break. And if you can't do it, you might have a problem. And if you have a problem, like that's a big problem. Um, But yeah, we have, yeah, we have tools and resources and community. So yeah, we have playbooks um, on kind of how to navigate. It's kind of purposely kind of skinny and, and, and quicker and, and simple simplistic to kind of, not overburdening you, but yeah, we're building out. And then we're going to be building out a lot of health and wellness kind of tips and tricks. Um, we also have, we also have a sick booze vacation, six pack, which is kind of our online kind of paid offer. That's much more robust. Um, and we have a lot of free videos on how to navigate parties and how to update your mindset around, you know, alcohol and fun and events and, and kind of just how to upgrade your life as quickly as possible. We have the community, And we're working to, you know, get some sponsors and, and, you know, ultimately we're going to be changing and influencing people's lives and their buying habits. So they're going to be buying Vitamixes and, you know, Peloton bikes and and supplements and workout equipment and taking different courses and meditations and and different things to build
0: themselves up.
1: So, um, yeah, it'll be, we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff.
0: It's something like a good community, man. I think like, as I continue to, to, Progress down this road it's it's a good remembrance of like buying the supplements or, and buying like or like making my own protein shakes at home and uh i root like i, I used to have access to like a home gym and so now uh, you know rebuilding that kind of here i moved to las vegas and so even more so like it, it's in your face everywhere the casinos i mean you you got you know you got free drinks um everywhere it's kind of the culture and so it's uh it's a, a good reminder just like what those times were like to work out outside like being in the sun getting you know putting the sunglasses on getting in shape coming home and looking yourself in the mirror and just being like man you know I'm feeling good looking good today uh what else are we gonna do today right it doesn't stop here at the workout uh i know i'm not gonna go out and drink so like what, what are my events that I'm going to partake in this, you know, these next coming months, you know, more podcasting, it's going to be uh, how else I'm going to fill that time that's going to be ultimately productive for what I want long-term. And so, you know, I, I, I booked, you know, six, six a week, six podcasts a week. And um, sometimes, some weeks I have nine. And so it's just, it's filling that time a little differently that really does allow, that aligns more with what I'm really looking for in life. And, you know, if I, if I want to have a drink as a celebration at some point, then, then maybe. Right. But I, I think why have, you know, I don't know why have the drink. I, there were times in life where I would spend like $400 on a, on a glass of whiskey you know it was just like stupid stupid stuff it's yeah. Like, why spend $400 on a glass of whiskey when I can go spend $400 on a flight uh, to, you know to, to New York or to San Diego and go get a go get a lunch or a dinner at a nice little restaurant or just go to a park or go watch a show um, something that'd be probably ultimately like adding to my uh, creating their filling out the bucket list that I've always thought I was going to fill um, and really it's just using those funds towards something that's going to be more beneficial. And who knows, while I'm there, it can meet some really cool people. And again, it kind of helps the podcast and then it helps uh, me grow and develop as just a a better human, man.
1: Yeah. You know, living the life that you want and looking and feeling how you want and performing how you want. And, you know, kind of to your point, you know, a lot of my peers, you know, they do well with their business and they work out, they take supplements, they you know, maybe they take a, a meditation course or whatever it is, but you know, if you're still associating alcohol with fun and if you're drinking it regularly, you know, you're piss in your in your thirties or forties, you're pissing up wind with your physiology and it's gonna negate your wins and it's going to, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get the results that you want. And so that's going to be demotivating. And so, and then, yeah, you might say, okay, well I'll work a little bit more, make a little bit more money. And it's like, you're investing in the wrong thing. You know, you should be investing in your health and your, you know, your wellness. And, um, you know, again, it's gonna, you know, if you don't mind the store, like the thing that you're not worried about at all is going to be the only thing you're worried about it's what you can find yourself in. And so, that's why I kind of say alcohol is the master key that if you don't learn how to turn that off and, and restore your systems while you can, you know, it's going to be up to the pharmacists and it's going to be a lot of side effects and it's going to be really costly. And guess what? It's not going to address the issue. It's just going to mask the issue and create more more issues. So, um, yeah, if you're doing it, do it right and give this, a, give this a try. And, you know, I think everybody would be pretty happy with the results.
0: I find a lot of value in community, and so I think about like, what if I, you know, it it feels good to go to a a fitness class. Let's say, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people like to go to, even if it's you know, Orange Theory or if it's some sort of um, combat class, MMA, Jiu Jitsu, like all these things that are pretty big. today and, and or, or crossfit and you're going to these classes of powerlifting and you start performing well it feels good and you you take that momentum with you into your into your next meal and then your sleep and then your job and you're just you walk around more confident i i, mean, I kind of like telling people like yeah i'm like i'm not drinking like I'm, why it's like because i don't want to like because i'm not i'm not just an unconscious human who's just like repetitively doing the same shit over and over knowing that it's going to be bad for me. And it's like, (laughs) right? you say that out loud at a party and they're like, dude, fuck you. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's not, it's not about is you can, you can decide to join too. It's not something you can't or something I'm better than you. It's just, I've made this decision. And so I don't know. It kind of feels, it feels good to just to be, you know, conscious and aware of what I'm doing and how it's going to affect me long-term.
1: Yeah. And that's honestly, I think a key feature, this, this VC guy, obviously I didn't have much of a business model initially cause it's free, but he, I, I roped him into doing it. I think he's two months in and he was hitting on that. And that's kind of the beauty of the brand is, you know, being able to say, nah, I'm on a booze vacation right now. They're like, you know, makes people laugh, gets you off the hook. And they're like, and then it kind of intrigues them. And, you know, Again, not that everybody wants to, like, stand out and be like, hey, I'm doing this and, you know, I'm going against the grain or whatever. But it's kind of just, uh, you know, something that you could share, It's part of a community. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, hey, I got this race that in a couple months or I got this wedding or I'm turning this age. You know, there's always a reason to look and feel good and and work towards something, and it's just going to add fuel to the fire. And so that's a big part of it is, like, being able to kind of, you know, People don't want to say, hey, my doctor said this or my wife's nagging at me about that or trying to lose some weight. I mean, you could, you could do all that stuff, but I think that's kind of a key feature is kind of like this aspirational fun brand and what we're doing and what we're about. And, yeah, we're just about kind of, you know, kicking it up several notches and ultimately really delivering on what the beer commercial promises, but never really delivers. So we're, we're going to be the ones that are going to be looking and feeling better and having fun and having more money and having more energy And, um, yeah, and still having the flexibility to ultimately do whatever the hell we want. But, you know, you have to, you have to buck that system or you don't get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what what do you got going on in your life, Clifford? Like how, how, like what, what are some goals that you ended up accomplishing or what are some new goals that, you know, you've either new hobbies you've got into because of this or, you know, what, what is, what's going on next for you in the next, you know, little bit.
1: Yeah, so you know, I was turning, you know, i I was turning fifty, so I wanted to be able to, you know, still kind of feel and act like I am in high school. Me and my buddy went to Nicaragua. We surfed six to ten foot waves in a in a third world country, and I didn't get killed. And we we got some fun waves. So I did that for my fiftieth birthday. That's cool. Um, and yeah, I'm playing tennis at a pretty high level. I'm pretty active. I'm healthy. I'm not on medications. I, I figured out my sleep issues, which was very vexing and very, um, yeah, really, really sucked not being able to sleep well and really affected my performance and my mindset and productivity. Um, and yeah, I have a, I have a consulting business. I design employee and executive pay plans for pre-IPO tech companies in California and Silicon Valley. Um, but yeah, kind of found my life's passion and work, and we've done a lot of good work with the marketing and creation of this movement. And you know, obviously, it's it's a it's a tricky one to navigate. Where you you know, you don't want to be a dick, you don't want to you know, you don't want to be pointing fingers. But how do you broach the subject and and not turn guys off? So it's been a fun marketing, you know, kind of exercise, just kind of how to message it and how to come up with offers and figure out figure out it and so but now it feels really good we got people signing up every day for different adventures and vacations and you know um the impact that it's had you know just you know on the people that have done it it's been really really ex- crazy awesome you know i think it's it's again it's a very predictive model that everybody's just gonna you know you just have so much more time money and energy that exponentially kind of compounds and so you could just do so much with, and do a lot of good, and and have a lot of fun, and and really improve your performance in businesses. So, yeah, it's fun to it's fun to be a part of, and I'm really excited to see where it where it leads.
0: Beautiful. Where can people find you, man?
1: Boozvacation dot Cool, cool. I mean, I, I, I have you. I,
0: you have my email. I want you
1: in. I want you in. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing. I'll send you the six pack and everything. And uh, yeah, I'd love to have you in there. We could. uh, get you uh get that get that uh liver cleansed and strip strip some fat off that and uh yeah have you looking looking and feeling great.
0: Yeah man I'm yeah. I'm getting I mean what what have we got to lose. I mean what's the year of my life, you know? I mean at the very least uh, Oh really man. Happens.
1: You you have a lot to gain. A lot to gain and yeah, you can always do whatever the hell you want after, but you know, I think it's important that you just, you know, stay on the journey and adventure and see where it leads and, and make that decision when you get there and not, you know, get in your head and be like, Oh, well, I think I will. And then I'll do this. And you know, people can talk themselves out of it, but yeah, once you kind of, once you kind of make that decision, it can be really freeing and a, a really fun adventure for sure.
0: Cool, man. I love to get well. it. So boozevacation.com, make sure you guys go check them out. Um, and then we can all do it together. Well, we're going to, we're going to do this thing. So
1: let's
0: we'll what, yeah, let's we'll see how it goes. Be, <laughs> I think it'll be a fun time. And then hopefully, you know, as I continue to compete more and more, I think it'll be a good, uh, I mean, it's been years since I've spent like i said I've taken an entire year off of of alcohol so I think I don't think it's I think it's rare for most people to be honest with you like so I think oh, yeah. it's, it's another another new fun challenge to add to my to my list of, of things at the very least it's something that I get to like, kind of write home about and um you kind of you know kind of the funny
1: thing about it is yeah you're you're kind of it's it's a way to kind of influence people and and broach a subject and and be be an example because i think that's one of the big problems i faced is guys weren't talking about it they weren't trying it and people weren't seeing the benefits and so we need to start shining the light and it's you know it's going to be very very clear who's who's getting theirs and who isn't and so you know the more guys we can do it, the faster we can get this going and yeah super pumped to have you
0: i love it thank you all for tuning in i appreciate the time and i hope you guys Go check them out again, uh, com. Do all the good things and get better. Just get a bit, become a better person. There you go. All right. Thank y'all. Love you. Bye. All right.
1: Cheers. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you for listening to the Ben Navarro's podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes.